you don't have to be in a crew to enjoy the festivities, but sometimes being in a crew just kind of enhances it. It's really more than a social organization. The majority of our crews spend a lot of time doing community service. It's not just having fun in like a selfish way, it's also giving back. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Reynard. And I'm Jillian Quarter. We're excited to bring you the authentic stories and experiences of Southwest Louisiana with all the tools you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. And look out, it's Mardi Gras season. <laughs> Getting really close, and we've got a fun conversation today for episode 35 of the Louisiana's Playground podcast. We'll talk to Jenna Millslegel with Crew Du Sauvage, all about Mardi Gras and how the experience changes a bit when you're in a crew and how they then bring that experience to parade goers and really continue that Mardi Gras festival. I kind of call crews the backbone of Mardi mm-hmm. Gras. But whether you're in a crew or you're just visiting Lake Charles to hang out for Mardi Gras, there's definitely um, a, a great atmosphere here. We laissez les bon temps roller. That means we're letting the good times roll no matter what. That's right. And we're going to start the show with some good times as well. Of course, with On the Eats. This week, we stopped by Peugeot Street Cafe in downtown Lake Charles, the heart of the city, a beautiful spot right downtown off of Ryan Street and, of course, Peugeot Street. And the cafe is a wonderful place to stop by for lunch, dinner. They've got a little bit of everything, including breakfast. They do a wonderful brunch as well. So we went for lunch, of course. One of my favorite places in town, and every time I go, I think, I need to come here a little bit more often exactly. than what I do. Um, so, so good. And look, they've been a staple in Lake Charles. 1994 is when they opened, so they're celebrating their 30th year this year. How awesome is that? That just aged me a lot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I am older than the establishment, so that's, that's at least good. And look, their Facebook page, I want to give a shout out to what they do. They... There's no fluff there. It is all what they've got to eat and new things on there. And so if you are someone that wants to try new options, their Facebook page is a, is a must look. I did it to earlier today and I'm starving now. Well, also for a restaurant that's been in the business now for 30 years, while their main menu might um, be full of the staples, right? The things that they're not going to get rid of, the things that haven't changed in 30 years, potentially. They are constantly revamping and adding new fun yep. things to, um, they have like specials each season. So they're they're constantly adding those new things. I like how they, they their motto is, there's something here for everyone. And they show that through like a really eclectic menu of like comfort food and cocktails. I'm telling you, they've got like appetizers that across the board there. Uh, there's salads, soups, burgers, sandwiches, po' boys, there's steaks, seafood, pasta, tacos, breakfast, and then a whole boatload of desserts. And some of those are seasonal as well. Uh, in addition, stuff like coffee, frappes, cappuccinos, and smoothies. It, it's so interesting when you look at the menu, the hardest thing is sitting down there and then deciding what you're going to kind of go with. For sure. And the atmosphere there is wonderful as well. Um, inside, you know, you get this kind of like French cafe feel. Outside, there's a patio, a covered patio that's great to sit on. It's also dog friendly, so that's really fun. And it's a great place that you're, if you're just walking through downtown, uh, this is a great place to stop in for sure. And we had a great experience as we always do. Uh, and we started with appetizers, the oysters, uh, Peugeot. Uh, it's oysters, and they batter it with like a pecan and panko breadcrumbs. So you know it's going to be super crispy. Then they fry it perfectly. 
And then when it's done, they top it with some cream spinach, tasso, which is a Louisiana style kind of smoked pork cut there. And then they have smoked Gouda sauce as well on top of it. And they cover that oyster. And let me tell you, it's so crispy. You get, it's that perfect amount of sauce. It's so meaty from both the oyster and the tasso. And then after you get through the crunch, through the sauce, you then get to that oyster. And it's just like the pearl in the middle of that oyster, right? Uh, so, so good. So fresh taste. You could tell it's a golf oyster. It's so, so good. I love fried oyster so much. And this is such a little twist on a fried oyster. Usually you don't have that crispy, crispy batter. And so this is a nice little twist on it. So flavorful, so many things going on, and yet it blends together so perfectly. And oysters aren't for everyone, right? We're not kidding ourselves. Some people are just not into oysters. I'm one of those people, but let me tell you what I am into. The Cajun egg rolls, also an appetizer that we ordered. They're stuffed egg rolls, right? It's jambalaya stuffed into an egg roll, crispy, crispy egg roll, drizzled with a pepper jelly sweet and sour sauce, which is really good. I kind of want that sauce just on its own for all meals now, Um, but really good. The sausage in the jambalaya is really flavorful. It packs a punch. Uh, it's smoky. Uh, again, that sweet and sour sauce on top of it is like the perfect little hint of sweetness that you kind of need when you have something mm-hmm. so hearty inside. And salty, right? The yeah. sweet and salty. That's where that I find it shines. Yeah, for sure. And the 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 pastry itself is perfectly layered and fried, and it's really good. It's the perfect crunch, crispy I've stuff. Said, I've said it before in this podcast that it feels like specialty egg rolls are are one of the best things on the planet. And once again, the jambalaya filled egg roll doesn't let anyone down. Yeah, Puget Street Cafe is doing it right over there. So moving on to the main menu here, I ordered the Monte Cristo sandwich. Um, If that's on the menu anywhere, I'm probably going to get it. it. How can you go wrong? Roasted turkey and Swiss on an egg battered Texas toast that's grilled and then it's sprinkled with powdered sugar, and it's served with raspberry sauce. What? And they do it a little differently than other Monte Cristos you've sure. had, right? Yeah, so a lot of Monte Cristos are deep fried. They're okay. battered, and then they're deep fried, which is delicious. It's great, but sometimes you feel terrible about yourself after you eat it. And this one, you feel a little, uh, uh, you don't feel as bad, right? So this is a grilled 25% version 25% less guilt. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, this Monte Cristo is again egg battered uh, texas toast super buttery and it's it's grilled just like a grilled cheese and um it, yeah it's really good it's not as heavy as a deep fried one so i think that that's better um because you can you can eat the whole thing and then not feel terrible you can like still walk to your car it's another one of those salty and sweet combos it right is. yeah when you're listing off the ingredients and you're saying turkey cheese toast powdered sugar and raspberry kind of sounds a little wild, but think of it almost as like your Thanksgiving dinner sandwich. You know, you've got the turkey, right. something there to ground you a little bit, but it's also got that buttery sweet thing that maybe like bread would do served with a meal. And then that raspberry, it's really good. Yeah. It's tart. It's not overly sweet, even with the powdered sugar, because it's basically, you know, a sandwich on French toast. But the the 
the powdered sugar and the raspberry just work really well. Yeah, well, a good sweet sauce is so good with with meat anyway, mm-hmm. especially kind of when you start throwing in some other things like bread and stuff to really kind of pull it, and then that salty flavor is so, so good. I agree. Even though I've actually never had a Monte Cristo. You're missing out. Shocker here. I went with the gumbo. Of course you did. It was cold, too, and so, you know, there's it's never... There's no the such weather thing. was cold, not the gumbo. Correct, yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as gumbo season, but when it's cold, I do like feeling warm in my body, and so a soup or a gumbo is perfect for that. Their roux is is the prettiest in town. It's such a beautiful chocolate-colored roux. It's it's mesmerizing. Dark chocolate. Yes, and, <laughs> and then they sprinkle a little greenery there on top, and it's it, it just is picture perfect. It really is. It's beautiful. And, you know, rue is one of those things that there's an art to it. Everyone does it their way. And, you know, sometimes for some people that's that's from a jar and that's perfectly fine. Um, But but this one, you can tell they take real care and time to perfect it. Uh, Yeah, it's super dark without you know, you can burn rue. <laughs> yes. And this one's super dark, but it is not, it's not in any way, shape or form, you know, burnt. No. And it's, and it's, it's not thick. It's not, it's not weighing you down. Right. The way I, I describe it is that it's about five seconds from being burnt, which means it's not burnt. It is unbelievable. It's perfect. Beautiful. Uh, and it's thick, like a gravy almost. And I think that's what really stands out about it. Chunks of chicken in it. It's got that perfect amount of salt, of course, that smoky sausage. And it all pairs so well and fills you up. One of my favorite gumbos in town. Highly, highly recommend. Okay, can we talk, though? The main event here. <laughs> the main event here was it, dessert. It, it's on brand, too, for the podcast topic today. It sure is. We had Mardi Gras cheesecake. And... This isn't just cheesecake topped with your colorful sprinkles, colorful purple, green, and gold sprinkles. Or sugar. Yeah. The cheesecake is purple, green, and gold. It's perfect. It's not only beautiful, but it tastes delicious. And each layer is a different flavor. So That's it's right. not just food coloring or anything like that. The top layer is blueberry. Mm-hmm. And it's a very kind of muted blueberry flavor. It's not super heavy there. It's not overwhelming. No, it's not. But there are some chunks of blueberry in there. And then lemon, and it's very much a lemon cheesecake, right? Mm-hmm. I love uh, which that. is so refreshing. I do, I do love a, so a lemon so amazing. Cheesecake. That's so good. Love it, love it. And then a pistachio at the bottom, which once again is a very muted, kind of nutty flavor. But once you eat it, you immediately like, yep, that's pistachio, and that's yeah. awesome. I've never had pistachio cheesecake. Before. Nor have I. I love pistachio ice cream. It's the best bluebell flavor. I there would is. like an entire pistachio cheesecake now. Agreed. It, it was great. So, so blueberry, lemon, and pistachio. You might think that again, that can kind of be overwhelming or not blend well, but those flavors work so perfectly together that it's it's really it's really good. Everything just adds something more to the dish, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. And the lemon really kind of stands out, probably of the most of the three flavors. And I almost got a key lime pie vibe from mm-hmm. it like a key lime cheesecake almost yeah um and it was really refreshing and delicious and not heavy at all sure. and so it was a 
awesome cheesecake and, and really cool for the season as well. If you're in Lake Charles and you're letting the good times roll, we hope you roll right past Peugeot Street Cafe in downtown Lake Charles. What's great about the restaurant is not only is it, we always say this, it's in great proximity to the interstates. That's true of almost every restaurant here in Lake Charles because everything's really well situated um, if you're visiting town, but better for the season because the Mardi Gras parades, Mm -hmm. they're going to roll you right down Ryan Street and literally right in front of of Puget Street Cafe, so it's perfect. Yeah, and and specifically, it's right off I ten because it is downtown Lake Charles. Sure. So it's it's no no longer than than a gas station stop in terms of how far away from the interstate it is. So if you're kind of really getting at hankering, I would say it's worth that stop because there's so many different flavors, and you could eat there probably thirty times and get something different each time. And it's perfect for Mardi Gras, obviously. So drop into Puget Street Cafe and let us know what you think. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Jenna Millslegel, the captain of Crew du Sauvage, a Mardi Gras crew here in Lake Charles. She's a nursing professional by trade and a crew leader just because it's so dang fun. Jenna has also served as president of the crew and holds the honor as reigning as Queen Sophie VIII with her late husband, Eric Millslegel, as King Henri VIII. Welcome to the show, Jenna. Good afternoon. Okay, so Southwest Louisiana is known for big city amenities, small town charm. It makes for a variety of experiences that someone can add to their itinerary when visiting Southwest Louisiana, from the types of food to outdoor adventures. We've got national and regional entertainment as well. So before we get started talking about Mardi Gras, we're going to ask you just a few questions to let listeners know a little bit more about you and how you play in Louisiana's playground. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. All right. Rapid fire questions here. Crawfish or gumbo? Gumbo. Why? It's easier to cook and eat. Okay. Okay. I get it. Okay. Next question. Poolside or beachside? Beachside. Why? (laughs) (laughs) It's just more relaxed and more calm. Like I feel that one with nature versus a pool is still kind of artificial. Everybody's not really relaxed and as is like they are on the beach the ambiance maybe the natural sounds are a bit different when you're at a pool versus listening to the waves right okay sounds good all right concert or comedy show concert okay what are we listening to like old country okay who's your favorite probably johnny cash johnny cash all right well from there let's talk mardi gras and the cruise and everything kind of associated with it so one of the first questions that we always kind of get asked by people coming and visiting is, what is a crew? How do you explain it in your words? To me, a crew is a social organization uh, made up of people with common goals, common objectives. And in the situation of Mardi Gras, we're celebrating the Mardi Gras season, which is, of course, closely tied to religion in southwest Louisiana. So to me, that's what it's about is celebrating the festivities, you know, from the 12th night after Christmas all the way to Ash Wednesday and kind of uh, participating in community events and getting to spend time with people that, you know, you care about. And down in, in Lake Charles, that's really your family. And how long have you been with Crew de Sauvage? Since 2003. Wow. So just celebrated 20 years. How has that changed over the last 21 years now? It seems like in 20 years, we've um, gotten smarter with the events that we plan for our crew. We, um, we're we big. We're probably the biggest crew in southwest Louisiana. Um, and, and how many is that now? Over, I'd say about 325 right now. Wow. That's massive. 
um, and our ball is about a thousand people. So I feel like we've grown in terms of we we've matured as a group of people to to um, really value our time and our families and um, what we find to be most important as a crew is actually celebrating at our ball every year. And what does that all encompass? It encompasses a weekend of uh, fun, letting your hair down, leaving your kids at home for the most part, um, getting to see people that you've known in some cases since high school, a lot of cases since college, or maybe you just met in the Mardi Gras crew. Um, Ours is more of a destination ball. It's at the Golden Nugget uh, because we need that size of a venue. And we really just kind of relax and um, have a probably too good of a time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you were saying that this is a, a formal ball for those that maybe haven't gone to one before kind of give so, us that experience so it's black tie and floor length gown um everyone uh that's the attire uh we have the presentation of our royal court every year after the royal court is presented um then our music starts and our we usually have a live band and then deep south puts on just a giant show for us with the smoke and the lights and the in-between music so that the musicians can take a break and um we just have a really good time and and uh kind of focus on I guess um adult time if you will yeah <laughs> yeah le- like you said leaving the kids at home which yeah. is necessary every once in a while it is it is and, necessary. and having this big you know blowout party of the year and I know that's the biggest time for you guys that are in the crew and the forward facing portion obviously the parades what is that preparation like from there in the beginning, I remember our first float being welded off of the base of a flatbed trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we've grown to where our floats are pulled. Most floats are pulled by 18-wheelers. So um, when you prepare for the float, you have to, for the parade, you have to take into account safety. The fire marshal is going to get on your float to make sure you have everything that you need. Um, making sure that uh, you follow the rules and regulations of the city and obviously you need to have a lot of throws Mm -hmm. so um, we do uh, as crew members we do invest quite a bit of money in in what we provide to the public because that's what they're there for they want something to take home for sure and of course for people who are maybe outside of our area looking to come to uh, Lake Charles for for Mardi Gras Mardi Gras parades you're obviously going to get a ton of beads but you get other cool stuff too while you're there you can get uh, candy stuffed animals toys um a lot of people throw moon pies um uh, mostly it's a lot safer than when I was a kid I remember they used to not really have quite the um regulation Mm -hmm. of what was thrown and and now you have the um police walking on the side especially on Fat Tuesday to make sure that everyone's safe Uh, mostly I think I think the the community just likes seeing the floats and seeing the people have a good time. Cause mm-hmm. even if your float is not, you know, the best to look at, if the people on the float are having a great time, it's, it's almost like the people in the street get a kick out of seeing you dance or they dance with you or they follow along with you and chit chat. So I think it's just an experience for the whole city. Yeah. And it's a party on that float, right? It's a party on our float. It sure <laughs> is. Do y'all have like a, a DJ? I know most floats are, are piping music out. Yeah. And, we and have Deep South. Um, he probably does, I'd say, 75% of the floats on the route. Okay. Uh, Marvin with Deep South. Um, we have smoke and lights and 
we're loud and um i feel like that when he talks to the crowd usually marvin is our dj he gets the crowd involved yeah gets the people going he does <laughs> and so you had mentioned some of the throws how do you choose what are you going to throw because you'd kind of touched on it but i've caught some interesting i'm going to leave it at that <laughs> some very interesting things at mardi gras um i when i shop on amazon sometimes i just buy anything like the rings that light up mm -hmm. to the toys for kids um you all, a lot of people make trips to Lafayette or New Orleans just to buy throws and mostly we're choosing what's available in bulk sure so that we can you know have enough we don't like to run out I just didn't know if there was a couple you always say you know I'm gonna throw this crazy thing just so I can see a reaction of someone that's oh gonna yeah I do I do pull my best stuff aside um just to see you know what the person that receives it like I love to drop a stuffed animal for a kid yeah because I don't know why they love stuffed animals there's, I don't know why some, either but, yeah. but well, I got a lot of them in our house yeah well there's something about catching it it's like you worked for it you earned yeah. it almost so it's it's kind of special I mean how many different places do you get to go somewhere and you get to take a piece of it back with you right and that's what's always kind of special about Mardi Gras you know yeah our son uh his first Mardi Gras he was what like eight months old, I believe, and caught a purple elephant stuffed animal from somebody. I don't know what wow. crew threw it. And uh, really big. And like we still have it, you know, years later now. It's it's one of those special things, and he'll always remember, like, oh, that's my Mardi Gras elephant that I yeah. got. Yeah. We touched on it episode 10 of the podcast when we did the kind of the history of Mardi Gras here in the uh, in the area, and so we kind of touched, funny enough. Oh, really? You told this about, story already? Yeah, about <laughs> Philip's little purple elephant, and he found another purple elephant in a book, and he connected the two and just was crazy about it. And it all happened because of Mardi Gras. How about that? So here in southwest Louisiana, we have what's called the Crew of Crew Parades, you know, the, the big parade to kind of end Fat Tuesday, end the, the celebration of Mardi Gras, and that's where all of the local crews get together and each kind of have their own floats. Um, what's that like coordinating with the other uh crews in town to all have one massive celebration so really the uh there's an organization called mardi gras southwest louisiana that does all of the work for that they coordinate with the city um in terms of the parade permit in terms of the uh, barricades the security so it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and and Honestly, uh, I, I feel like Mardi Gras Southwest does all of the work for that day. And the money that we pay, the fee goes into to, uh, supporting that parade. Yeah. So Crew of Crews is the biggest entry fee because she's they're paying security to walk on the side of the float so that the crowd doesn't overcome the barriers. So there's a lot of coordination from the city. We work closely with the city and because we're members of Mardi Gras Southwest Louisiana and we pay the entry fee they do communicate they spend a lot of time communicating the safety rules um, but I'd say it takes the better part of six months just to coordinate a parade I think they wow. permit in the summer and they start from there and I think that what really stands out about um, Mardi Gras Southwest about our parade here in Lake Charles is the safety factor not that other not that other parades are not safe but but they do focus so much on that and you're still having such a good time right. it's, it's not taking the fun away out of anything um but you feel like yeah i can bring my family there i can right. bring my little ones to this parade and um feel really safe and and good about it and you know a, a well-lit area and, and all that and of course there's the zone Right. Uh, That's amazing. Know, that, which is really fun. That's where, where families can go and, and, and have there's even an area, um, 
that is supposed to be for special needs mm-hmm. people, you know, decreased volume, um, roped off just for them, which I think speaks volumes about what we're trying to do in Southwest Louisiana. I think so, too. I think it shows what the real goals are here. Right. So what is Mardi Gras? I guess the celebration, the time, everything, the, the, the event of Mardi Gras, what does it mean to you? To me, it means family and friends and actually taking time to um, to celebrate with the people that you care about. Um, sometimes in, uh, during Mardi Gras, I see people that I haven't seen since last year at Mardi Gras, uh, especially at the ball, because it's something that we everybody you know puts on their calendar and takes time off. The same thing with Fat Tuesday or Twelfth Night. We also participate in the gumbo cook-off, and it's for us, it's just a time to really spend time with you know people that are friends but we really consider family and growing up in southwest louisiana mardi gras always been about family i never went to new orleans for mardi gras as a child i never had any desire my parents didn't talk about it it wasn't it was more of a forbidden thing it wasn't like uh the family celebration down here so to me mardi gras means family Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people think that the holidays at the end of the year you know are they're all about family and they are but but in Louisiana, you do get that unique experience that you you've got other holidays, and yes, Mardi Gras is a holiday for those outside of this state that are listening. Um, it is it's a true holiday here, and it is like you said, it's it's all about family. You get off school, right? You know, <laughs> people don't realize that that you get weeks off of school for Mardi Gras, right? So you get Monday, Tuesday, and on Wednesday, when the adults are recovering, the kids are going to church. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, it really does show what what it, what it's all about for sure. So, um, how have you seen? You've been in this in this game now for for twenty years, twenty one years with your crew. Uh, how have you seen Mardi Gras in Lake Charles change over the last twenty years? And 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 where do you want to see it go? To me, it's grown. I I know that um, in the beginning, I didn't realize we had a crew from Deritter that would come down every year for uh, the Fat Tuesday Parade. I also feel like what we did as a crew, which is we started our own crew because it was hard to get in some of the bigger crews. I've seen more crews um, start from the ground up in the last 10 years um, than we did in the first 10 years. So there's a crew out of Moss Bluff. There's a crew out of Iowa. um, Just crews that um, basically had the same idea and they just started their own crew and they you know now they're reaching out to you know instead of the older Mardi Gras people they're reaching out to the you know 40 and 50 year old people saying how do you start a crew Mm -hmm. so that's exciting for me you know there's one out of Cameron um and then it's exciting I mean I I think the fact that we have uh we can look up a Mardi Gras schedule on a social media platform is amazing Mm -hmm. because when when I was a kid you know your mom and dad looked up the parade in the newspaper (laughs) and then you went downtown and you found the parade um I think it's it's unique that we can look at what's going on about Mardi Gras on social media we even bought our 12th night tickets on a uh, web-based application this year so I think it's exciting to see Mardi Gras evolving with the times I also think it's exciting um that our you know with everything that's changed in the world that we still support a tradition this deep in our schools and in our universities and in our state. So that's exciting to me. Um, I think we're going to keep moving forward. We have some really good leadership in the city. There's a lot of growth in Lake Charles with the downtown development. 
I'd like to think with the new leadership at the Civic Center, we're going to have even more events. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think we, we have nowhere to go but bigger and better. Very exciting stuff. Speaking of those traditions, what are some of your favorite Lake Charles Mardi Gras traditions? Um, I like all of them, but I think the walking parade that mm -hmm. is newer is really cool because there are some people that don't want to be in the middle of um, large crowds, and there are some people that don't want to be um, suffocated for a beat or somebody jumping yeah. over you. So the walking parade has been around, I'd, I'd say, five to ten years, five to ten, five-ish. And it's a small entry fee, and you can um, walk in the – it's a walking parade in the morning of Mardi Gras. So I think that's neat that it's something new and it's survived. And then probably my next favorite thing outside of the parades and the ball is the gumbo cook-off. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just really shows off our culture. I love the way the local businesses participate. I don't like the way they win all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the casinos win a lot of gumbo contests. Uh, but I, it's really fun. And n you really can't go anywhere else and get all the gumbo you want for 5 or $10. It's yeah. so competitive, So too. people come from Texas – and a lot of those people stop at your booth and they're like, what is this? And you find yourself engaged in a conversation of five minutes just talking about our culture yeah. and that this is something that we do. And they're like, so I get to taste everything in this room. And <laughs> yes, ma'am, as soon as, you know, 11 o'clock hits, you get to taste everything in this room. They're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then we give beads and, you know, we do different things. So I like the gumbo cook-off just because it's the, the premise of it is so cool. Now for your crew, for Savage, are, are you cooking that gumbo? I cook in the women's seafood team. Okay. And we have been known to win quite a bit. Have been known okay. to win quite a bit. In the professional division. Yes. Okay. So, and we have two men's team that win quite a bit too, wild game and chicken and sausage. Okay. It's the wild game that I, I it makes me a little nervous. It is. Things get a little wild. It is so good. No pun intended. <laughs> it is so good. So we have a lot of uh, guys that hunt duck mm -hmm. and geese. And um, they make a gumbo out of it. Oh, cool. And it is delicious. Yeah, that duck gumbo is, is really good. There's I mean, no th turtle. There's no yeah. turtle in it. There's and, no and alligator. I've had she, those before. So I've been down safe. to Cameron Paris. She's had snake gumbo, right? No, no, no. Snake no. and rabbit. <laughs> well, rabbit's good, but. Well, but yeah. yeah it's, so it's, it's still foul, duck and geese, you know, we're still safe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another tradition that we have that that's very uniquely like Charles is is the gala. Can you tell me a little bit about that and the experience of of seeing these crews kind of uh, promenade across the the floor of the event center? So the gala is unique because um, if you look back at uh, the mystery of Mardi Gras, your royal court is a secret until they are revealed at your ball. So the gala is an opportunity after the balls have revealed the court for the public to see your royal courts. So um, the kings and queens and dukes and duchesses, and then every ball has a theme. And even if it's, you know, simple, like it's your first year and you're only black tux and, you know, evening gown, you're still there representing your crew all the way to the most elaborate, you know, crews like Illusions where they really get theatrical with their costumes. So it's a way to bring the community into the ball, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That You know, the court that was a secret at your ball is now promenading, you know, at the Civic Center. So it's it's a fun event as well. I feel like after the gala, you probably have drummed up also a lot of interest in new members. They see it and they're like, that's just a taste of it. I want more. <laughs> right. And then they go out the next day to the parades. Mm -hmm. So they really end on, you know, Tuesday night wanting to be a part of Mardi Gras. That's great. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it does you know, promote the cruise for sure.
when kind of giving tips to someone, what what are some of your biggest tips to, to someone that, to really maximize their Lake Charles Mardi Gras experience? I would say try a little bit of everything, you know, from going to a Queen's pageant um, to really understanding that um, Mardi Gras is in our schools, it's in our churches, it's in our homes. The parades are phenomenal. I think some of the things that happen on the weekends, like the gumbo cook-off, and there's sometimes events for kids, and sometimes there's a carnival. It just depends on what we can get in town for the year. But there's always something going on at the Civic Center related to Mardi Gras the weekend of the parades. So even though the first parade is not until Sunday night, the children's parade, there are events going on Friday. I mean, a Merchant's Parade is Friday night. Saturday is gumbo cook-off and the Barkus Parade, which is really cool for mm-hmm. the pets. And then Sunday is usually some type of Children's Day and maybe like a Taste of Louisiana, something going on at the Civic Center. So if you keep your eyes peeled for the event at the Civic Center, in addition to the parades, you know, and the gala and Twelfth Night, you can really get a full idea of what's going on. And this one questions more for locals than it is necessarily visitors, but what is your pitch to people that are saying, hmm, should I join a crew? Is that something that I should pursue? Why would you tell people to do so? I kind of describe the friendships, the connections, um, celebrating our culture and our heritage, and just that it's, 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 it's good, safe fun, you know? I describe that different crews are, you know, represent different um, geographic areas around the five parish area and that some crews are just, you know, like uh, La Famille and Noblesse have just been here forever. So you could join the older crew, you could join the newer crew. There's an all-female crew in Sulphur that I think is really cool, Crew of Athena. I think that's a great idea. And I just kind of describe the different things going on and the different, the many different opportunities. And then I, I usually tell them about um, the Visit Lake Charles website, and you'll have a Facebook page as well mm-hmm. because you can find so much information sure. about what's going on, but that you don't have to be in a crew to enjoy the festivities, but sometimes being in a crew just kind of enhances it. It's kind of like the backbone of the Mardi Gras celebration, right? Right. It is. For, for us, it is. You know, we've been together 20 years. We've been through births, deaths, weddings, you know, everything. And it's really more than a social organization. The love that we have for each other, the support we have for each other. Um, and we also give a lot back to the community. The majority of our crews spend a lot of time doing community service. You know, whether it's giving back like Abraham's tent or donations or doing stuff with McNeese, we really try to focus on the community. I do think that's unique to Lake Charles as well. They give um, a spirit stick every year. And Mardi Gras Southwest Louisiana has, they judge, and there is a criteria in the spirit stick that's got community involvement, which I think is phenomenal because I, I grew up giving back and it's always been important to me being a board member so what I see is that all the crews are giving back you know they might go to the nursing home and in costume just to show the old people you know that they can still have fun at Mardi Gras Mm -hmm. all the way to working at Abraham's tent or you know a lot of people just give back to the community so to me that's always a um, important thing to bring up to somebody It's it's not just having fun in like a selfish way it's also giving back that's beautiful and speaks to exactly what Mardi Gras and Southwest Louisiana is all about. It really is. Yeah. Thanks again to Jenna for joining us here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please follow our podcast. Leave us a rating or a review wherever you get those podcasts. 
This helps us grow our audience and further share the unique experiences that Lake Charles and Southwest Louisiana has to offer. Just go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and events happening this weekend. I'm Jillian Quarter. And I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Set to you.